Hi, and welcome to the 26th Womanthology podcast, the first after our summer break. My name is Fiona Tatton, and I'll be your host. Womanthology is a digital magazine and professional community powered by female energy and ingenuity. We champion equal recognition and reward for everyone, sharing opportunities, ideas, and a deep pool of collective wisdom, supporting each other to be unstoppable. The theme of the show today is Day of the Girl. I'll be speaking with Georgie Laming, Global Campaigns Manager at Plan International UK, who shares the work the charity is doing in support of girls around the world and, in relation to the UK in particular, she talks about the Crime Not Compliment campaign, which seeks to make public sexual harassment a crime. Inesh Santos, Womanthology's Associate Editor, will also be talking you through the written stories in the new issue. A quick reminder that you sign up to the Womanthology newsletter by filling in your details on the front page of our website, womanthology.co.uk. You can also join our new LinkedIn community by visiting linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash womanthology and find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome to the Womanthology podcast. We've got Georgie Laming from Plan International UK. Welcome. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Well, very excited to hear all about the things that you're working on at the moment. We will uh, dive straight in without further ado. So, Georgie, can I ask you, please could you tell us about your educational background and career to date? Yeah, so I'm Georgie. As you said, I work at Plan International UK as the Global Campaigns Manager. I grew up in Paul in Dorset. I'm the first person in my family to go to university. I went to university at Southampton Solent and studied journalism. So my big ambition in life was I wanted to be a political journalist. So I started off getting really active um, in my local community and campaigning on issues, covering issues, and gradually worked out that I wanted to be so much closer to the subject than just reporting on it. So for a while, when I first uh, graduated, I worked uh, as a uh, production assistant on the Mirror's Celebrity Desk. So I would be interviewing people who have been on The X Factor. And then slowly I got involved in local politics. I became an elected councillor when I was 19, which was a bit of a baptism of fire. Um, So working with local people on community issues. And from there, I found my career in campaigns. So... I've worked for the last 10 years with non-for-profits and charities who work directly with people with lived experience of an issue to campaign to make the world a better place. So I've worked at the National Union of Students, Save the Children, 38 Degrees, always working with people experiencing an issue. Um, And that's how I got to plan. I've worked on lots of things from trying to end unfair evictions to trying to get the NHS more money. But one of my big, big passions is gender equality. And that's what's brought me to plan. I get to put all of those campaigning skills together with my passion for kind of gender equality. So it's a bit of a dream job, really. Wow, that's super exciting. And you said you became a counsellor at 19. Yeah, so that shocked me at the time as well, to be honest. So I was really involved in my local community after run as a local counsellor. So it was back in 2012 which feels like a really long time ago now, a very different world 2012. So it's everything from how much money does this service get to did someone's bins get collected? 
local government is really, really broad. But again, one of those things where it just taught me that I really want to be involved in helping people to solve the problems they're experiencing. And so my job is to help facilitate that. And they're really the stars of the show. Wow. And what does your role at Plan UK International involve on a day-to-day basis? If we were trying to imagine Georgie day-to-day, what are we imagining? Any day could be different, to be honest. One day I might be working with my colleagues and young people to run a big event for young people to get them involved in our campaign. And the next day I might be being interviewed on Talk Rodeo by Julia Hartley Brewer. There might be other days where I'm kind of sat down thinking, how do we get to the next stage in the campaign we're running? So right now, Um, We're running a campaign to get public sexual harassment made a crime. That's going to be a long old process trying to get a new law passed through Parliament. So yeah, every day is a bit different, but I I guess the the thread that that kind of throughout that is working with young people. It's working with girls and people from marginalised genders and talking to them about what issues are coming up for them and how they want to solve them. It can be pretty varied. And how has COVID-19 impacted on what you do and on the charity more broadly? I'm sure everyone has the same answer that COVID-19, both personally and professionally, has been massively challenging. We're part of a global federation called Plan International. And so we're all working from home. There's lots of changes that happen from that. So that changes a lot. But really, the biggest impact that COVID-19 has had is on girls. Plan International UK works with and for girls and and all children. But there's been a massive impact on girls both in the UK and all over the world. What we're really keen is that girls have access to education. But right now, because of COVID, we're in the biggest education emergency that's ever been. So lots of girls, whether it's because they're isolating, whether it's because they've lost a parent and they care for siblings, They've lost out on their chance to have education, especially in countries where they've had to fight for that right in the first place. So there's an estimated 20 million girls who may not return to school after COVID. And so I think that is one of the biggest issues that we've seen because of COVID. Here in the UK, obviously, there were massive challenges when it came to education. Anyone listening to the podcast who has had to do some homeschooling knows that. (laughs) Um, But there's been some other almost hidden pandemics during COVID-19 of gender-based violence. So I work on a campaign called Crime Not Compliment, trying to make public sexual harassment a crime. And girls have told us that lockdown felt like a double whammy for them in terms of they were already scared to go out for fear of sexual harassment, but now they're not allowed to go out or they were allowed to go out once a day for a walk. And the streets were less busy, they felt less safe. And so that's been one of the big impacts of COVID is working with those young people and thinking, how do we draw attention to the fact that your freedom's being restricted by not only COVID, but by this massive epidemic of gender-based violence? So it's the same old issues, but COVID has just made them 10 times worse, I guess. We've touched a bit on the campaign. So could you tell us there's some research behind that and then there's getting the law in place. Could you tell us a bit more about how the campaign's progressing and, and where we're up to with things? Yeah, so the campaign started almost a year ago um, and it's called Crime Not Compliment. So it's a campaign run by Plan International UK and an organisation called Our Streets Now, who are a youth-led grassroots organisation that was started by two sisters, Maya and Gemma. And so Gemma, who is the younger sister, told Maya, her older sister, that she'd been harassed in her school uniform and she didn't know what to do about it. And poor Maya had to say to Gemma, look, this is going to happen again. 
this is going to happen for the rest of your life and I know that's not okay but you need to be prepared for that and they realized we've got to do something about it and at the same time Plan International had had done a big poll of girls and found that one of the biggest issues hitting girls in the UK was public sexual harassment so we've teamed up together We've worked with two leading human rights lawyers to write a whole new bill that would make public sexual harassment a crime. And that's the crux of it really, is that right now, public sexual harassment isn't a crime. So if a man pushes up against a girl on the train or the bus on her way to school and whispers sexually explicit things in her ear and no one else hears, there is no law that protects a girl from that. And it's shocking, right? It's absolutely shocking. But we just don't have law that's fit for purpose that covers that. Um, and I'm sure like lots of people listening have experienced public sexual harassment and knows how often it happens, how for some of us it's been happening for so long that we almost forget that it's happening. And for others, we're terrified to leave our homes because of it. And that's why we're campaigning together. The campaign, like I said, has been running for a year and we've had some amazing successes. The government have admitted that there are massive gaps in the law, but right now we're waiting to see what they'll do about it. They've said that they'll review the law, see what they might need to cover those, but they haven't committed to actually bringing this new law in. So we're in this holding pattern where everyone recognises the problem, but actually we haven't got to the solution yet. And so we're working together with our streets now to keep on banging that drum, essentially. Um, and we've got loads of really interesting research about how uh, girls of colour experience it. So something like 90% of girls of colour experience public sexual harassment in comparison to 70% of all girls. So this isn't just an, an issue that's based on gender, it's based on many, many other things. But that's the campaign. It's a great campaign to work on because it affects so many people and the change could be huge. But the legal change is just the start. There's also education there's also preventative work that we could do but we think the law is a great place to start because that law really dictates our culture and tells us what's right or wrong so that's what we're campaigning for at the moment and everyone's invited how does that sit alongside because the number of the people on there I looked the other day and it was it was staggering it was something like 90 something thousand people I think yeah had flagged things yeah, up on so there Everyone's Invited is another youth-led campaign and they specifically have looked at schools and education settings and they're amazing. I guess they sit alongside lots of these other groups. There are many campaigners talking about public sexual harassment, sexual violence, and they're another one. So we're allied with them, we'll partner up for events or if we're writing to a minister, but they're a separate campaign to us. And we've got International Day of the Girl coming up. So what is Plan UK doing and also more broadly around the world as well? International Day of the Girl is a day every year where we celebrate girls. We celebrate girls who are trying to make change in their communities. And this year we're specifically um, looking at gender stereotypes and the impacts those have on girls' lives. So it's all about what gender stereotyping exists and how can we smash it. And that's what we're looking at this year. I can't talk too much about exactly what's happening because it's a big surprise on the day, but we'll be releasing new survey data showing how gender stereotypes impact the lives of girls in the UK. And we have this big creative concept that we're hoping to be showcasing somewhere that you'll see. But I guess the reason that we do it is that every single day, girls around the world are told 
who they should be, what they should look like, how they should act, what they can achieve, all the way from what hobbies they can have, what career they might choose, what they wear, how they speak, all of that. And we know that that reinforces that a girl has a certain place in society. And it's all about limiting the freedom of choice that girls have. And so that's why we always mark International Day of the Girl so that we can say it's not enough. And we put that spotlight on that issue. And what we're hoping to do this year is to say, girls are dictated by all of these rules that society puts on them and it's not good enough. I absolutely agree. I couldn't agree more. That's part of the reason why I'd wanted to set up Womanthology to share the positive stories and say, you don't have to conform. You can do anything that you want. You can do anything that you set your mind to. And here's all these people that have done that as well. And, and the impact is, is just so shocking of girls not taking up subjects at school because they think they have to be really smart in order to do them, even though they are smart. And I know that really resonates for me. I always say I'm not very good at maths and it's because I never would give it a chance. I was just scared of it because I just assumed it was a subject I couldn't do. And then you look and see that 28% of people in STEM, that's women, 28%, that's it. Yeah. And you just think that lesson I was taught really young that I couldn't do maths how has that impacted me over time and my choices and what I think I can do but how has that impacted a whole sector of people so yeah it's something that we really need to tackle and I think it's one of those messages that can be really positive and empowering if you flip it so saying these are all the stereotypes but actually we reject them and I hope that's what we do on the day and I hope so too. And beyond the day, what is coming up next to you, Georgie? What are you excited about and what's, what's, what's coming up in your life? So what am I excited about? I guess, I mean, the rest of the Crime Not Compliment campaign, it's such a privilege to work on it and to work with young people. We've got really far the Violence Against Women and Girls strategy that the government brought out. I've nodded to our campaign and feels like momentum is gathering which is really exciting for me this is a maternity uh, cover role so it's been lovely to share this role with another woman while she's been on leave so I'm excited about the relay race that that's going to be of passing the baton back over to somebody and working out what's next um, I've got half my time left but before I go there's so many things I'm excited about it feels like the crime not compliment campaign that plan UK and our streets now are running is just going from strength to strength. There's a new minister for safeguarding who in parliament the other day called us experts on the issue, which is always a great feeling to think we've been running this campaign for a year and the literal person in charge of this area thinks we're experts and wants to hear what we have to say. International Day of the Girl is going to be huge and exciting to see what that conversation sparks and just what Plan UK can do in the future. I'm really excited by the way that we centre girls and the real feminist values that we have. So I just can't imagine it going anywhere but up. What a positive place to leave it. So Georgie, can we keep in touch with you? Would that be okay? And we can find out what's going on. We can find out how the campaign's going. And also we can get our listeners involved as well. In the show notes, we will direct people to the campaign so they can see how they can get involved, see how they can support yeah. But if we can keep in contact with you, that would be amazing, whether that's in this role and whatever your next role may hold. But it's an absolute pleasure, pleasure speaking with you and whatever we can do to help and support, we're here. Hello, my name is Ines Santos. I am the Associate Editor of Womanphology and I am here to tell you all about our Day of the Girl issue. 
that marks International Day of the Girl Child 2021, taking place on Monday, October 11th. The stories include Danielle Brown, double Paralympic gold medal winner in archery and author of Run Like a Girl, shares her journey of how she became a writer after her disability was excluded from the Paralympics in 2014. She tells us about her bestseller, Run Like a Girl, and how she chose which 50 inspiring sportswomen's stories to feature. Mireille Goya, founder and president of the Institute for Women in Aviation Worldwide, talks about her worldwide campaign to introduce girls and women to aviation. To date, 420,000 girls of all ages have explored aviation opportunities hands-on in 52 countries and nearly 70,000 have also been on their first flight forward flights. We also spoke with Molly Leach, a Lincoln Electric Women in Welding Ambassador and Apprentice Welder at A&P Tyne LTD in Newcastle. As an ambassador, Molly is a positive role model and inspires the next generation of female welders by supporting Lincoln Electric at a range of events throughout the UK. Also, Alice Smith, a girl guiding advocate, ranger and young leader with 16th Cent Albans Rainbows, talks about the ways girl guiding is celebrating Day of the Girl. Alice is also a wheelchair basketball player, huge motorsport fan, and an aspiring F1 race engineer. She focuses on getting more women into sports and STEM and ensuring a more accessible world. Helen Folson, former teacher turned chief product officer at educational publishing company Twinkle, tells us about her role. She shares the ways in which the company is celebrating Day of the Girl and the educational resources they have created to support. Finally, we are revisiting an incredible article written last year for Womanfology by Felicity Baker, granddaughter of Hazel Hill, which is one of our most read stories. Hazel helped her father do the maths that led to the production spitfires and hurricanes in the run-up to World War II, helping Britain win the Battle of Britain. Felicity now shares her grandmother's story with us and what the resonance of this with womanfology readers means to her. Do check out our website, womanfology.co.uk, to read the full stories. And that is all from me. Sadly, that's all we have time for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we do, then share the link for the show on social media and also subscribe. Your feedback is really important, so please do rate and review the show in your podcast app. That's all for now, but join us on the next episode where we celebrate Black History Month.